Hey everyone, Amber here from Ambitious Strength Owner and Head Coach. I am here to walk you through part three of our bracing series. Rachel is not here with me right now. She is currently in the middle of a comprehensive exam to obtain her PhD. So I'm taking the reins on this one, but what she did for us was she videotaped uh, some fantastic examples of the exercises I'm going to walk you through today and uh, just basically talk through how to execute them and how to build off of them so that you can take what you're learning in these exercises and carry them over into the exercises that matter, um, well, matter towards your goals anyway, which for the most part, this is going to pertain to powerlifters. Uh, this sort of bracing speaks to a bit more rigidity in the torso or throughout the torso, which is great for strength athletes. Uh, it may or may not be a great thing for field sport athletes. That's going to depend on the athlete in particular, whether or not they need more stiffness throughout their torso. But this bracing technique, I just want to have a little, throw a little disclaimer out there that this is most, uh, most likely going to speak to more of your strength sport athletes and athletes that need to brace under higher loads and learn how to brace under higher loads. So just a little disclaimer there. I don't want people thinking that we need to be bracing for everything. And there are some exercises we absolutely don't want to be bracing hundred percent for, and there are some exercises we want to be bracing hundred percent for. So uh, everything's going to be with a little bit of context, but I wanted to um, just kind of throw that out there. Cool. So these exercises today, I'm going to talk you through, go from the most regressed to the most progressed. So the easiest to the most difficult. Now, obviously the most difficult is going to be your 1RM squat, your 1RM deadlift, your 1RM bench. That is going to be the most progressed variation of testing your core because it is under the highest intensities. And we know that our core is acting as a very uh, serious supporter um, of the rest of our body and tr transfer of energy like we've talked about in all of our, our two videos prior to this. I say all, just the two videos prior to this. Um, so the first one that we're going to start with is quadruped diaphragmatic breathing. So we start with this because a, it is going to be gravity assisted. We're looking for you to expand your belly a little bit, and you're going to actually have to work a little bit more against gravity to, um, you know, drive your belly button up towards your spine, but it is gravity assisted in your exhalations. Uh, sorry, your, yeah, your exhalations. And so, what you're going to do is you're going to get on all fours, the quadruped position, hands and knees. You're going to want to make sure that your shoulders are stacked over your wrists. Hips are stacked over your knees. And this is where you can start to, to do a, a cat-cow where you're going to uh, dump your pelvis forward into a, an anterior tilt. Or, you know, if we picture our pelvis as a bucket, for those of you who are watching this on video, um, we're dumping that bucket forward and that is dumping that water out in the front. That's an anterior pelvic tilt. When we dump that water back towards us, like we're going to drink it, that is going to be a posterior pelvic tilt. So that's where you can start to 
play around with your positioning on what is more or less neutral to you. Uh, so I, I essentially will start most of my workouts, um, sometimes in this position, just trying to find my neutral and I'll do a little bit of this quadruped diaphragmatic breathing in there. So once you're on all fours, you are going to reach your, your chest bone away from the floor just slightly. Uh, you don't want to become, uh, you don't want to have a super reach. Uh, but like I said, we're just trying to find a little bit of that neutral for you. And I'll walk through the steps of our brace again. What you're going to do is you're going to exhale all your air. Like there's a piece of glass in front of you and you're going to fog it. You'll feel that contract your abs. You're then going to pull your belly button in towards your spine and contract that pelvic floor up. And then what you'll do is you're going to inhale against that. So once you are set up, you are not going to brace because we want to pull air into your abdomen. So you'll see as Rachel inhale, inhales, her belly falls towards the floor. And then as she exhales, she pulls her belly button up towards her spine to get a nice full exhale. And that is the base of our diaphragmatic breathing that we will then carry over into our brace. This is just working your diaphragm a little bit, teaching you the mechanics of breathing and the mechanics of breathing in this position with, you know, the most help from gravity. We don't have to fight gravity as much. So um, the next step to the most regress would be uh, on our backs. Uh, but as you'll see, I'm going to walk you through a bit of a different progression here as we progress. So now we have seated sandwich breathing and bracing. And here is where you are going to sit up on a chair or a bench, just as I, and you're going to take your hands and you're going to put them on your sides and you're going to follow through with all of the steps for setting your brace. Exhale, fog the glass in front of you. Belly button into spine, pelvic floor on, driving everything up and in. Breathing, and I'm really trying to breathe in and expand into my hands. And that is what we describe as 360 degree breathing. The reason I have my hands on my sides is because we really want to emphasize that lateral breathing. It's really easy, as we can see, to push our bellies out and in with that diaphragmatic breathing exercise that we do beforehand. Uh, so this one tests that a little bit more and really pushes you to brace in a 360 degree manner so that you're using all of your spine. Uh, and we may or may not have talked about the musculature, but a lot of this musculature supports the spine. So uh, just learning how to contract it in a coordinated manner, especially while we're moving maximal weights. Um, is going to lead to the most efficient pattern and allow us to continue to push and pursue more weight or more reps under the same weight, um, et cetera, whatever your goal may be. All right, so we've gone from seated sandwich breathing and bracing to hook lying breaths versus weight. Now, what we're going to do here is we're going to lie on our backs with our feet flat on the floor, but our knees bent. This is the hook lying position. You'll see that your back is flat and your knees and your legs create a hook 
position. What you're going to do is you're going to take a kettlebell and you're going to place it on your belly. Now, what you'll have to do is you'll have to drive out with your abs against the weight, because if you don't, the weight is going to come down and crush your gut. So there's a, there's a sort of natural um, tension that's created in your torso uh, just because of the weight alone. That is a protection mechanism against, you know, that weight crushing uh, some of that important organs, some of those important organs that are lying underneath there. So what you can do is um, continue to utilize that sequence for your brace with the kettlebell on your stomach. And you're going to just take some nice, slow, deep breaths, looking to inhale and drive that kettlebell up and away towards the ceiling. And it will probably come back down. But like I said, you'll have to have some of that consistent tension so that you don't crush those important organs under there with your with that kettlebell that's on your gut. Then we move into standing lateral brace into band. So this is where you're going to take a band, attach it to an object that is immovable, and you're going to step inside of it and attach the band right between your rib cage and your pelvis. That is where the most of your musculature lies and probably where you want to create a nice large brace. So much like our hands in that sandwich breathing and bracing exercise, we're going to carry over and allow the band to be our hands. That way we can, as I'll speak on in a little bit, kind of um, alter some of the, we can alter this variation to be a bit more dynamic in certain ways for particular people. So we're going to have standing lateral brace into a band. That band is going to be putting pressure, let's say, on our left side. And what we're going to focus on is breathing into and expanding that band from the inside out. That is going to teach you how to brace into your left side. You'll turn around and you'll do the opposite side and the same thing will happen to your left. But like I said, the band is more or less just kind of replacing your hands from that seated sandwich breathing and bracing exercise. So you could do this in a seated position as well. All right, so let's elaborate a little bit more on some of the the ways we can make this a little bit more dynamic. Let's assume that um, we want to carry this, we want this to carry over to someone uh, in a goblet squat. This might not carry over directly into powerlifters, but when I'm teaching a new powerlifter how to squat, I'm usually going to have them goblet squat so I can get a general idea of what their squat mechanics are. And what we can do is if you're going to have, if you're going to teach them how to brace starting with a goblet squat, which is going to be a most regressed variation of our squat, we're going to want to mimic that position when we are practicing our bracing or doing our bracing exercises, because that will have the most carryover. So let's say we throw a dumbbell in your hand with that band around your side and put you into the goblet position where you're reaching forward with a dumbbell in front of you. Now, all of a sudden I've created this similar position to the squat that you're going to be doing. And I can use that band to create feedback into your side abs, just like the weight does. So that band is serving two purposes. It's acting like the kettlebell sitting on your belly when you're in that hook lying exercise, it's also acting like your hands, but it is direct feedback and you can expand directly into it and know whether or not you're getting a good brace into it. So we have someone using that goblet position and then they can carry it over into their goblet squats later on. That brace is going to stick a bit better. We're giving them 
more opportunities, more experiences with a proper brace, and they can carry that through their training. You can also do things like adding suitcase marches uh, for people you want to get a little bit better about bracing uh, in a unilateral manner. You can turn it into a split squat. You can start in a kneeling position. I'll talk, uh, I'll elaborate a little bit more on um, the, the positions and how you can kind of change these to regress them or progress them for yourself. But the ultimate goal is to carry these over into your heavy squat, your heavy bench, your heavy deadlift. If you can't do that, then it really doesn't matter. And if it's not going to serve that purpose, it's um, it's a bit junk in my opinion. We really want to um, be choosing exercises that are going to create or, or be more efficient for us so that we're not spending two and a half, three hours in the gym. There are ways to um, get the the stimulus you need without spending forever. So just keeping that in mind, um, the goal is not to keep you at these regressed variations for very long. It's to uh, master the re regress variations and move up the progression ladder so that eventually you are able to carry this over into higher intensity movements like goblet squats, front squats, back squats, whatever it is you may be chasing. So our final variation that I want to talk on are payoff variations. And these variations are a great way to add load, um, especially in an anti-rotational manner and create torso stiffness uh, in in an anti-rotational manner. And so um, what that means is that the, the cable in a payoff variation or the band in a payoff variation wants to pull you towards that anchor point. And what we have to do is we have to use our obliques and our core to prevent or anti-rotate. And these payoff variations help to do just that. And that is, this is where we're teaching bracing in that anti-rotational uh, manner around the core. So payoff variations are a great variation, especially as a progress variation when you're trying to um, progress from some of these, uh, you know, more simple on the floor variations to a weighted variation and, and something that's going to carry over more into um, higher intensity. Uh, but the best thing you can do is just to continue to keep practicing and building the skill of bracing so that when, you know, you encounter heavier intensities, it, it's still a skill that you have and you have the potential to continue to, you know, build the strength that you need to, if it's there, um, but yeah, these are, these are some of the most popular exercises Rachel and I use in terms of prescription for teaching people how to breathe and brace and progressing them. In terms of positioning, I mentioned this a little bit in the beginning. If you want to take any of these variations and change them up on your own, what you can do is, uh, like I said, you're going to start from a supine position. That's going to be the easiest. The next easiest is going to be a quadruped position. The easy, next easiest after that is a seated position. And then you go to a, a tall kneeling and then you can go to a half kneeling. So anything where our feet are next to each other is going to be easier than when our feet are staggered. From a half kneeling position to a standing position and then from a standing position to a split stance position. So let's, uh, let's potentially talk about this payoff variation and how we can progress that. 
if I have someone who's totally new to it and really just needs a lot of help bracing, you could start a suit pale off press in a supine position. The floor is there to support their back. It acts as a reference point for them too to keep their back nice and flat to the floor. Quadruped is a little bit different. They don't have the floor reference. Gravity is acting on them a bit differently. Um, so then we could, uh, there is no such, there's not going to be any such thing as a quadruped payoff, but then you can move into a seated position uh, where, you know, we're eliminating the lower body. So we don't have to um, worry about that. And you can just purely focus on the upper body and the core in the rotation from seated. I would move to a tall kneeling position where I'm, where I'm kneeling on two knees as the payoff variation from the tall kneeling, I would go to a half kneeling payoff variation and then from uh, half kneeling to a full standing position, and then from full standing to a split stance position where one foot is in front of the other. And that is how I would progress basically through the payoff variations and make them a bit harder. Um, obviously you would want to progress through the variations before you're massively progressing through the intensity. Standing is probably going to be your best bet if we're talking about strength sport athletes um, getting into the standing position and hitting some payoff variations there. I've seen payoff presses done in a hinged position. You can get super creative with these, um, but that's essentially how my brain works is I, I start at the most regress and I work through progress and I find the exercise or the variation that's going to be the most specific and have the most carryover into my big three. And I kind of stick with those and encourage athletes to stick with those. One thing I want to remind you of is I am not usually bracing as hard as I can during these exercises. You will be super fatigued and you'll find that you'll only be able to do three to five reps. If you are trying to brace as hard as you can under a load that is only like 30 pounds, bracing as hard as you can, is meant for high intensities. Save it for that. So reference in my first video uh, where I talk about building the brace and kind of increasing the percentage based on the intensity that I'm looking at to lift and based on the movement. Am I meant to have torso stiffness uh, or is my core meant to rotate and help me to produce some power in that manner um, because I'm doing something of a reciprocal motion? We have to think about all of these variables and, um, you know, just have them as a frame of reference, but these are a really great place to start really great place to build off of in terms of, um, the notes that I've given you here. And so, uh, I hope this helps. I hope that in terms of, you know, listening from, from the first episode to this third episode that we've brought you a well-rounded approach to bracing and um, A, how to incorporate it more, what it is and, and how to do it, and then how to uh, build your brace a bit better. Some exercises that you can use and incorporate into your everyday training, or you know maybe it's just a lower body day, maybe it's only your deadlift day. These are, are, are just tools for your toolbox when it comes to bracing. If you have any questions on bracing, you want to chit chat, you want to um, kind of nerd out about more of this, talk about some variations that you might have in mind, things that you might have in mind, progressions. Uh, I am happy to nerd out and I'm sure Rachel is as well, but we appreciate you all for tuning in and we look forward to giving you guys some more content soon. All right, guys. 
Thanks for tuning in.